0: Today, we're actually talking about just you. If you want to be happy in management, how do you get there? Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall. I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant, and this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. Thank you for being here. I appreciate the fact that you take time out of your day to think about leadership and think about getting better at leadership. Think about getting better results, having more impact, making more of a difference on people, on others, and the productivity they have, the results they get. Thanks for being here, and I hope that we help you do that today. Today, we are talking about being happy as a leader, There's a big subject that we're going to get into a relatively small podcast episode, There's a lot more that we could say about it, but I think we need to at least say something. I've been looking at a lot of research lately around just manager happiness and also thinking about the lots of people that I get to coach and how they fall on that spectrum of how happy they are, especially people that are obviously in management. That's who I'm working with. Leaders are who we're trying to help. And there's a couple of things we know, and that, one of them is that if leaders are unhappy, their teams won't be very good. There's just not a case where we're going to be an unhappy, disengaged, disgruntled, miserable kind of human, and we're going to lead a fully effective, highly accountable, r- really productive group of people. It's never going to At least I've never seen it, so I don't expect that it's going to happen. And apparently, based on the research, so many managers fall into this category, which is really ironic because a lot of people get into management because they think, wow, if I can have more control, more authority, more freedom over how I spend my time, what I do for work, the ability to impact others, I will be happier. And then I look at research that says, hey, when you look at the 5% of most disengaged people across organizations, the largest chunk of that group is middle managers. And we know a lot of the things that contribute to it. Middle managers feel trapped. They feel stuck between what maybe the senior leaders in the organization want or their boss wants versus what their people need or want. And they're stuck in this middle and they end up being a conduit between the two where information flows back and forth and they feel like they can't do anything effectively without making somebody angry or feeling like it should have been different. Either my team thinks I should lead them differently or my boss thinks I should lead my team differently. That's a tough spot to be. And there's lots of tools we can talk about that help people both, A, work with their teams differently so that their teams are fully engaged, do feel like they've got a good leader, and B, lead up, work with senior leadership people above them to get some alignment on goals, to have some conversations on priorities. We're not going to deal with any of that today. But it is things, there are things, but they are things that we will deal with here and have dealt with here and will continue to deal with here. Today, we're actually talking about just you. If you want to be happy in management, how do you get there? Leaders and managers are multipliers. They don't just have impact on their work and their own results they have impact on the results and the work and the attitudes and the engagement and the productivity of others. So no business can afford disengaged managers And as we mentioned already, nobody who's disengaged can be successful as a manager. So when you find yourself in that space, and there are times we get there. Everybody sort of takes a ride on the disengagement train from time to time. We don't want to stay there. We don't want to be there very long. We've got to have tools that help us sort of get re-engaged. And I want you to be happier as a manager. The main reason I want you to be happier as a manager is because you'll have more positive impact on other people that way. That's what you do in management and leadership. And if you're not having that, we're missing an opportunity in the world for you to go have that. Which means all the people that work for you or with you or are led by you are missing an opportunity to be at their best. Where could they be with a great coach and a great leader? Not somebody that's fully disengaged. So we need to get there. Like our responsibility, our job is to get there. And yet sometimes we do feel like we're trapped. There's no way out. We're not working toward anything. We're just getting through the day. And one of the solutions here that we're going to focus on today is to figure out what we want to move toward. And we've talked in other episodes about the brain is happier when it's moving towards something. Happiness often is connected to motivation. There's a different destination that I want to go to, and I think I can make some progress on, and I'm heading toward. That progress, that opportunity to go be better or happier or more productive or feel better or any of those things. Like as we move toward that, happiness kind of happens for us. And that doesn't mean that It's the entire solution, but it is one of the ways we essentially make the brain happier. We become happier people. We're working toward things that we care about, working toward things we want to make a difference on. And so I want you to think about that and make a couple of lists for me. And you can think about this as a Venn diagram, if you want, that thing where the circles overlap. It's always interesting how we have these, uh, you know, names for all these tools, like everybody knows what they are. But that thing where the circles overlap and you got some space in the middle uh, where where we're going to find some results here uh, to start with, I want you to make one of those things. And if you just start them as lists and then just think about them as overlapping circles, that works too. But I want you to make three lists and I want these to be exhaustive lists. I want you to go through this process and write down everything you can think of. This isn't about predetermining or trying to decide which one goes on which list. It does not matter. You should have some overlap. That's actually what we're looking for are, are things that overlap some of these lists. All right, here's your three lists. Things I'm good at. I do not have to be an expert at them. I do not have to be world class at them. I do not have to be in the top 10% with them. I need to be a little better than most people for them to qualify on this list. If you were to line 100 people up and I was in the top half, I'm calling that good, okay? So we're not talking about expert or most accomplished or you know, Olympic level or any of these things. We're just talking about things that I'm good at. Okay? I want you to make that list. I want you to write down everything you think. And don't worry if some are little tactics and some are big things. I might say I'm good at leadership, and I'm also good at knitting. I might say that I'm good at mountain biking, and I'm also good at solving puzzles. I might say that I'm good at coaching and I'm also good at Excel or a spreadsheet building a spreadsheet. Some of them very tactical, some of them bigger, have moving parts. I don't care. I don't want you to do any of the filtering here. I just want you to write and dump from your brain onto the page things you're good at. Okay, that's list one. List two, and I want you to set that one aside. Don't start to think about which ones go on the other list. It's always impossible when I say don't start to think to not do it. Don't think about a pink giraffe. Don't think about a green elephant. Right. The more I say not. If you go back to our feedback episode, the more you say not to do something, the more people focus on doing. So anyway, um, the second list is things I enjoy doing what do I like that's in my day? What do I, And I don't care if we put hobbies on here, we can put things at work, things I really like doing at work. It might be, I love catching up with people after the weekend and hearing how things went. I love talking to people in this other department or doing these other kinds of jobs because it always seems kind of interesting. I love having a one-on-one conversation with some of the high performers on my team because I love hearing their attitude and it rubs off on I, mean, I don't care what it is or where it is. It can be work things. It can be outside of things. It can be I like scuba diving. Okay, that was personal. I like scuba diving, but it could be any of those things, right? I don't care. Just make the list, right? Things I enjoy doing. I like doing. It can be talking to my spouse. It can be having a you know a glass of wine after all. I don't care. Write it down. Like, don't filter, just right. Okay, the third list I want you to make things that I can do that matter the most. They have the most significance. They have the most impact. They are the most important to me. They are things I just have cared deeply about for some period of time. I'm proud of myself when I do them. I feel good about the difference I make when I'm able to engage in these things. Write those down. Some of the things I've seen have been coaching, have been around leadership, have been time with my family, have been, you know, playing chess with a kid. I don't care. Things I can do that I think have a lasting impact matter to me that I care about, that I, as I'm drifting off to sleep at night, feel really good about the fact that they were in my day, not just because I enjoyed them. Because they felt like they made a difference, had an impact, mattered for longer than the event itself, any of those things, right? Okay. And some of these, you're going to find a lot of things on many of these lists, right? You might enjoy cooking a great meal. That might also be something that matters the most because it means that you get to spend time with your family enjoying the meal, right? So don't worry about, oh, that's got to go on one or the other. We're actually looking for the overlap because that's the next thing I want you to do. I want you to go look and see what's on all three lists. And it may not be very many things. It may be a ton of things. But I want you to think about the things that you're good at, that you enjoy doing, and that matter the most to you. I want to know what those things are. And as a human, I kind of want to know what those things are. Because that's how I want to spend my life, is doing these things. And... This may be news to people out there that think about sort of work-life balance a little differently than I do. But work is part of life. It's not work and life. It, it That means work is not life, anti-life after, I don't know. So I want to think about doing these things at work too. And that doesn't mean I can go cook a nice meal at work. It does mean that I might be able to enjoy you know, somebody's company over a meal at work that I think I could help. Or it might mean that I find that the, the conversations I have that aren't necessarily just about work are still developmental for people, right? I want to look at the things that can be on all three lists. I think of a lot of leadership things on these lists. If I'm good at coaching and I enjoy coaching, it can also be one of the things that matters the most, That's probably why I get to do it every day, because it's in that sweet spot for me. I want you to find those things, okay? Now, if they're on all three lists, I want you to find out how to get more of it in your work and life. Throw as much time as you can at those things. Schedule them right now. Put more of them on your calendar six weeks from now when you can find some space. I know it's hard to find space next week. I can go to most of our calendars and find space in six weeks or eight weeks or 10 weeks. Go there where there's space. Put them on the calendar. Connect with them in ways that that cause you to do them, meaning send an email to somebody else. Hey, are you available in two months because I'd love for us to get to lunch or plan some things and events in your schedule out further that you think you can make happen because the time's not all filled up with what other people threw at you yet. Do what you have to to get more of those things in your life and to be as aggressive as you can about it. Spend a day thinking about how you do more of those things. That is your sweet spot. That is your flow. That is your happy place, right? That is your zone, And I want you to have spend as much time in your zone as you can for two reasons. If you get to be in your zone while you're doing some of the work around leadership, that's amazing. Now you had a great day and you did good work and it mattered and you feel good about it, right? There is no more engaging thing. If you don't find any of the things that you do at work in your zone, but you can create more time, Outside of work, in to be in that zone, you're still happier at work because you get to look forward to those outside things. Now, a side note, if you don't find any of those things in your work, I would recommend you go find a different kind of work because you're going to be miserable ultimately. And it may be that you need to work somewhere different. It may be that you need to do different kind of work in the same place. It may even mean that you just need to do your work differently in the job that you have. But there is a change that is required if you don't find any of the things that are in these on these three lists as part of your job. That's a dangerous place to live for very long. I promise you I can predict how you're going to feel over time if that's your world. And maybe some of you are already there. Maybe some of you feel like you're headed in that direction. And maybe you feel like there's no way out and there's no way to change it. We're going to start working on changing it, though. All right? So find a way to get more of those things that are on all three lists in your life, no matter what. For things that end up on the two lists, enjoy and matter, but you didn't find that you were good at them, go dive in to those things. Go learn how to do those things. If you think you enjoy coaching and it matters, and I know I use that as an example a lot because it is one of those things that often crosses the list. Plus, it personally matters to me and I enjoy it. So, if you find something like that, but you want to get better at it so that you have better results with it, so that you can enjoy it more, so that you can make a bigger difference with it, awesome. Take a course, read a book, listen to a podcast, do whatever it takes, but start diving into those things. The cool thing is if you enjoy it, you enjoy the process of learning about it. Two, when you get a new hobby, think about how many details you pick up or how many people you meet that are also into it and how much of your time starts to get spent into exploring all the details and the whole world that exists in a hobby or a new thing that you pick up. Move to a new city. Think about the time that you spend learning about the city, learning where all the stuff is, and you enjoy it if... It's one of those things that you enjoy doing, right? Then you enjoy learning about the thing. And so getting better at things that you enjoy that matter if you aren't good at them is a perfect way to begin to re-engage, to get excited to be moving towards something. All right, now I want you to make another list. So a couple of things we're asking here. The things that overlap in all three of them, get more of them in your life. I don't care how. Find a way that will make you happier. For things that you enjoy and that matter to you, get better at them. Involve yourself in the learning there. Now make a list of the things you do at work that don't fall into any of those categories. I don't like them. I'm not good at them. They don't matter. If you find things in your job that don't fall into any of those categories, I want you to capture them. And then I want you to delegate, automate, eliminate, procrastinate proactively. I don't care, but we're going to reduce those. There may be some of those in your life. There are going to be some of those probably in just about any job you do. I feel like I have the best job in the world most days, and there's still some of those things in there, right? I can handle some of those things in there. I'm capable of that. I'm a resilient human. I can do 10 to 20% of those things. But if I'm doing 30 or 40 or 50 or 60% of those things I don't like, I don't feel like I'm good at, and I don't think matter, I am going to be miserable. So I'm going to stop. Doing those things, I may not get to 100% removal of them from my life, but I'm going to go find somebody who is good at these things or who's better at it than I am. I'm going to let somebody on my team develop because they get to learn how to do something new that maybe they enjoy and I don't. I'm going to find people that like this stuff I don't like and, and add them to my team if I can so that they can be happy and we still get to do some of these things in my work. I'm going to find a way to remove them from my list. If it doesn't matter, we need to eliminate it. If we don't like it and it doesn't matter and we're not good at it, we have to aggressively eliminate it. So I want you to go through this exercise and think as you do about improving that happiness, about becoming a leader that other people start to learn from, start to connect with, start to be better because of their interactions with. This might even be something you do with your team. Let's look at our work. What are the things we're good at as a group? Or what are the things we're good at as individuals? What are the things we do in our job that matter the most? Think about doing this exercise with your whole team. Maybe sharing your results. Guys, I'm not going to be doing that meeting anymore. I don't think it matters for us. I don't like being there. It doesn't feel like we're very good at, at executing that way. Let's stop doing it. If it doesn't matter to us or our clients or our productivity and we're not doing it well, why are we going to continue? But that's what habits do to us. They Keep us in those tracks sometimes, whether or not we consciously want to be there. And this exercise helps us look at it with a fresh perspective, helps us build a path to more happiness, not just by wishing we were, but by taking some steps that help us move toward a picture of a life where we spend most of our time doing things that make a difference that we like and that we feel some level of capability or competence with. Because doing things we're really bad at over and over is, is miserable. We got to be bad at everything before we're good at anything. Like We can make that progress. But if we've been doing it for a while, and we don't like it, and we're not good at it, our chances of getting there are small. So let's go focus on the things that we know live in those places. I hope that you enjoy our conversations here. I hope that you'll leave us a five-star rating and a review. Tell people what you walked away with from this conversation. Tell them why you spend time here if you come back and see us. Let them know that if they want to be happier leaders, better leaders, that this is a place that they can come and start to work on that for themselves. If you do that, we'd really appreciate it. Helps us help more people. And that's why we're here. All right, go be happier. That's an easy thing to say, right? There's a cool sentence. Just go be happier. And use this process to help you start down that path or work toward it, or maybe just increase your level of happiness if you already are. Still progress that we can make. Go do those things and go make a difference.